This episode is brought to you by Geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Geekade. Now on with the show. Warning. The following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Trust me in whatever you like. I you play with me? Every time your name it leaves my lips. Burning still like words left unsaid. Fire in my veins, drink deeply, love. Remind me I'm alive. Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein. With me as always is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. This is such bullshit. And the amazing Chris Randazzo. This is such bullshit. (laughs) It was said multiple times, I feel. We here on this week's episode talk television. This week was Karen's pick. She chose Dickinson, season one, episode one, because I could not stop. But before we get into that, here is your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Suggest a show. We will watch it. And there are a lot of shows out there now. So help us out. Whittle it down for us. So, Miss Karen. Hi. Um, <laughs> we were talking about, we've been waiting for this show ever since they announced it. Pretty and it much. it feels like an eons ago but how all right go you 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 start you lead because okay so i chose the first episode because at the time of last week's recording it was the only one i saw okay um and i stand by my pick (laughs) since then you've watched them all three times (laughs) (laughs) if i had the time i would have Um, okay but i think i'm about halfway through uh i love this show I love Haley Steinfeld. I love everybody in it. I love everything about it. Uh, what do you want to know? So, okay. Haley is... I only watched this one episode, and I, I really thought it was... For some reason, I thought it was going to be a longer episode. It was only about 35 minutes, give mm-hmm. or take. And she, she did such a good job of acting not only old-timey, but current as well. Like, they seamlessly bounced back and forth. Mm-hmm. And she did a masterful job of it. Yeah, I, the the one thing I, I really like about... I, I'm a sucker for, like, um, a historical story with, like, a modern um, slant on it. Mm-hmm. Like, ever since the days of A Knight's Tale, which is, like... Yes. doesn't Stories don't get much older than Chaucer. Right. And then, you know, you go and take david bowie and put it in there um so this this is following along with that and i think it's doing a really great job and i think it's a great choice for this project because emily dickinson is like the original uh like you know tortured teenage girl right basically and they Um, they yeah the telling of the story like you felt for her and i mean it's weird because the family that she comes she comes from According, I don't know anything about Emily Dickinson outside of the 35 minutes that I watched of this show. Um, 
but she comes from a well-off family and she's of privilege and like she is a tortured soul because she is not allowed to be the person that she is mm-hmm. and you 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 feel for her it's I, I, apple plus did a really good job with this I yeah think. and I, <laughs> I i i agree with you and i feel like they did um like some i shouldn't say some a lot of it is over the top Mm-hmm. But I feel like the show's kind of voice perspective type of thing is is Emily's perspective right. and it or what it would have been at that time. So it made sense to like, oh, no, there's literally death. He's a dude. In a ca- he's a sexy dude in a carriage with ghost horses like that. That didn't take me out of it or anything that no. that made sense for the way they were telling the story. Right, right, right. Even though, yeah, even though objectively, you're like, that's kind of silly. So there was a there was a moment in the very beginning. Um, she pops up out of bed. She sits at her table and she's and she's writing, but she's doing these hand gestures, which made her. It, it, I immediately felt like she was like on the spectrum somewhere, mm-hmm. and then that. It was just that she was just engrossed with what she was doing. She was trying to get the thought out of her brain onto the page bef- seemingly before she lost it. Mm-hmm. And visually, they, they showed that really well. That, this, this, the, all of the visuals in the show are actually done really well. Like Even the, the death carriage and whatnot. Like, you're right. It, it, didn't take, it didn't take you out of the story. It, it seemed like it was supposed to... Like, no other imagery was supposed to be there. Right. It's like it's melodramatic enough to work for her. Right. Right. Chris. Um, yeah. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> you're you're quiet. <laughs> there hasn't been a break in the conversation. <laughs> how how about you? How did you feel? Um I I mean I didn't dislike it. I didn't like the music choices very much. Interesting. Um, I mean it could just be a very, you know, very I think not it's my just, style. Yeah, you don't like that kind of music at all. I don't really like that kind of music at all, but I do, I mean, <clears throat> I find it, when I, I feel like it fits, I feel like it fits. You know, I've mm-hmm. watched plenty of shows with, uh, with. well, I, will, I won't necessarily just say rap and hip-hop. There was something about the, very specifically the music choices, like the licensed music that they included that I didn't care for. Um, but I did think that the score, however, all the original pieces that they, they threw in there mm-hmm. was all very impressive. Um, I agree with you guys that I very much liked the look of it. And I liked the whole idea of it being, uh, you know, a, a, a period piece essentially, but not, you know, people don't talk like that. Yeah. A modern, <laughs> a modernized period piece, if you will. Uh, yeah. I, I, I found that to be quite charming. I think the, the, the girl who's playing Emily is, is nuts. Like she's really great. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm a, a long-term fan of, uh, Jane Krakowski. Uh, I remember enjoying her on, um, uh, Allie she is the mother, back in the day. Correct? Yeah, she's, she's the, the mother. mother. Yeah. And, um, what's it? The, the dad character was the guy who played Tex on, uh, the latest season of Glow. So that yes. was kind of fun for me to, to, to chime in. But I was on my phone a lot in the beginning because I felt like so many of the characters looked familiar 
and mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure like, okay, where do I know these people from? And I don't know them from anywhere. <laughs> I mean, I knew Jane Krakowski straight off the bat. And right. it, it, once I, I figured out that guy was Tex, that kind of blew my mind. But the rest of them, like, I felt like I had seen them somewhere before and I hadn't. Um, well, Haley was just recently in um, one of the Pitch Perfects. Like, that's where she made... Yeah, I looked her up on there. Space. I didn't see three or four or five or seven or 25, right. whatever they're up to now on those movies. Uh, I liked two quite a bit. and I, I know, I liked one quite a one. bit. Didn't like yeah. two, two so garbage. we didn't see three. Yeah, that's no, how I, I Well, you didn't see three. I, I saw three. three. Yeah. Um, so, no, I, I, I thought it was good. It's, it's clearly not for me. It just didn't really... Uh, it didn't completely click with me, mostly... Mm-hmm. I'd say mostly because of the music, but not necessarily. But something about it overall didn't. I noted really drive. at a point which I don't normally do. I noted the music. I went, "Wow, that was a really good choice." And normally, I don't like if it's. <laughs> I like it when it's ignorable, like it doesn't stick out, and I don't have to consciously listen to the words because the music is so overbearing, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I. Thought to myself as that you know as that notion ran through my mind, I thought, I wonder how, I wonder how Chris feels about this because I am noticing the music, and I, uh, uh, you know, apparently felt differently than you did, which is there. There is definitely a lot of very intrinsic structural, not not structural, but just the the way a lot of the music choices sound as songs are are just like very specifically my pet peeves, like a lot of the. Uh, I really don't even know how to describe it, but a lot of the way that uh, the the singers enunciate while they're singing is a very specific and intentional style that's mm-hmm. made to sound like it's an, an an audible affectation, but it's not. It's something Ooh. that they're doing to sound cool, kind of okay. like how Billy Joe from Green Day sounds like a British guy trying to sound like an American guy who's trying to sound like a British guy, but he's actually <laughs> just an American guy. Like I, that kind of intentional affectation while singing drives me bonkers, and there's okay. so much of it dripping off of all of this modern music that I it just really took me out of it. But it's a personal thing, mm-hmm. so I, I I I don't I don't actually fault the show for it completely, though. Just I, I felt like some of it was. I felt like some of it was a little too far. I don't know. I felt like the show was smarter than the music choices that it made. Okay, and and it's true that the the show did did present itself as an intelligent show, seeing as it was revolving around uh, younger people and mm-hmm. the the dealings that they had. Like she was dealing with the fact that she can't express herself, create creatively wise and apparently emotionally wise because of her yeah her love i, I didn't know emily dickinson was uh into that girl or into any girls of course i don't really know anything about emily dickinson so and and, and we don't know how I, I mean i haven't researched how much of the show is fictional how much of it isn't okay gotcha i mean Be- i'm not only- saying that they they have like added that to sex it up but it's possible. I mean, it okay. is TV. It is well, TV. Wasn't there, a, wasn't there a thing that she wasn't published until she was gone? Yes. Like, wasn't she under anonymous? And then, like, I thought that was the thing. That she was published, but it was anonymously. And that after the fact, we found out it was her. But, like, the the main, I don't know, the main conflict of this episode was the fact that she was being published under her name. 
Now, it hadn't actually happened yet because at the end of this episode, the, the paper still hadn't come out, right? Right. So, And she did make the note that, you know, her father will go out and burn every copy. But then there was that whole little scene where the father comes in, like, in tears. Like, he doesn't want to lose his child. Like, that threw me as well. Like, I I don't know that how to feel me, about like, their relationship. Really, I don't know. It kind of made me dislike him, but it's just so... So, it, that, that, was, that was a really interesting point you bring up, which is about the men in this show. Like, um... I liked the dude who's cl- who's like totally in love with her, mm-hmm. but I mean I don't think they belong together. Uh, and there's like certain degrees of his personality that I find gross, but that is that's just such a depiction of the world at that time. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's it, it so it's it's hard to completely like somebody, but it's also like you can't a hundred percent fault them for being at least partially a turd towards women because that is just literally all of society. <laughs> Um, right. It it is an interesting thing showing off, like, I mean, obviously the main thrust of it is the struggles that the women at this time are feeling, but there is an undercurrent of, you know, to, uh, their version of toxic masculinity where it's like, nope, this is the way we have to be, regardless of what we want to be or not. Well, yeah, it's uh, not to cut you off, but like it is it is completely like they don't know any other way to be and not being that way is frowned upon and i think that you're what you that scene you point out where he came to her crying in the middle of the night was sort of like a perfect example of that like i feel like that's really how he feels like he he wants his daughter to be happy he wants her to have whatever she wants but he literally can't allow it yeah not in the light of day and it's 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 like crazy because it made me kind of sort of hate him for not being able to just look at the situation and be like this is clearly what the right decision is and like the whole time he's he's complaining about it, it's gonna ruin us and i'm sitting here thinking to myself like how i don't understand how this will ruin you and i know that it's because i'm just i'm not living in that time period it's because you're woke honey <laughs> Thank you. Um, but whoa! It, Wait a second! I gotta write that down. It's cause you're woke, honey. Okay. <laughs> but it's it's the whole the whole time he's arguing. He's just like, yeah, this is gonna be you, you're gonna ruin us. You're gonna ruin everything. And I'm just thinking like, okay, are you gonna explain how? Because I understand that that's like how you view this situation. Now men viewed this situation, but I just don't. I'm not putting two and two together. So you didn't feel that the explanation that we got from about his his grandfather, I think it was, how... I I must have missed something. The only thing I remember him saying about his grandfather is that he, you know... Oh, that he was like a drunk or something like that. Yeah, it took them years to recover their reputation after he died. Uh, Yeah, and and I, I picked up on that, but like, where does the whole like she's being published by a newspaper ruin the reputation thing come in that's not something women are supposed to do and if you know if he allowed it then he must be some kind of lunatic Hmm. just like his drunk grandfather gotcha see the whole thing i'm thinking of is just like well the newspaper's allowing it not him and isn't the newspaper run by men (laughs) i feel like i'm missing something here it's a college newspaper first and foremost oh it was a college newspaper secondly it's it's the what is um pretty in pink what's the the guy ducky it's yeah it's the ducky of the show trying to get her so he is like the editor if i'm not mistaken (laughs) so 
But I'm sure I'm sure the right people would have thought less of him too as the editor for publishing a woman's work writing. Yeah. But he was I don't know. I like enough not to give a shit. I like George too. And he becomes even more likable. I've seen like four episodes now and there's just so much good stuff to come. The one thing I have to say about is about Jane Krakowski is that I had a hard time buying her. Because (laughs) uh, okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. (laughs) She's such a caricature, and like if you think about it for a minute, really everybody in the show is at least a little bit a caricature. The sister is, the mother is, even the dad, all Mm -hmm. the guys. Everybody's a little bit a caricature. But I've see I'm so used to seeing Jane Krakowski be nothing but a caricature from Thirty Rock that I'm like. I can't. F- I can't take this. Like she's I don't just think doing she, a she bit. Ever not been a caricature. <laughs> I I didn't watch Ally McBeal, so I don't know. But <laughs> I know I've never seen her not be a caricature. She was also but, on I mean, that Netflix have... show um, with the girl that was trapped. Kimmy Schmidt. In... Yes, she was definitely a caricature on that too. You probably even more so than Thirty Rock, I might argue. Uh, so that, but like that's just you know me coming into it with preconceived notions about that actress. Yeah, no, Not she that she did a bad job or that they made a bad choice with that character. I definitely agree that she was she came off as the most caricature on the show, but it, I mean it didn't bother me. It just seemed like Yeah, but if you step back and, and you look at the times, it's probably the most realistic version. Yeah, exactly. It was sort of like it look it, it or what kind of looks is supposed to be. It looks like that big a caricature to us because she is Exactly. She fits in the most to that time period. And we, from our modern perspective, realize how absurd so many of those societal things were from that time that it's like, well, of course she seems ridiculous because nobody and nobody today would be like that at all. Mm. Yeah, uh, she was she was incredibly gross. <laughs> like, but I mean, I don't know. I've I've seen this story a bunch of times where it's just like, well, the only thing that really matters is status and Mm -hmm. that's just such a it's such a thing with this period of time that i've never been able to you know identify with and it's always grossed me out since i was like a kid watching cinderella just like man how can you be that awful how can (laughs) you just be that much of a piece of shit to your family well, of course I'm against slavery, but we mustn't take any too, uh, you know, controversial opinion. Exactly. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think we should go to war over it, but you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I her okay. All in all, great show. I feel the two most likable characters were I call I'm calling him Georgie and the guy who played Death cuz that guy made me so want to watch the I want to see the rest of her story straight up because of how he presented her future that's true yeah like yeah that was kind of neat I feel I, like I kept want, I kept wanting to my brain wanted to see that guy as Coolio Coolio is obviously way too old to play mm-hmm. that role but like in my head that's who that is and, not Coolio I mean, Snoop Dogg sorry <laughs> Still, and Snoop Dogg is also too old. Yeah. Um, and, and either way, I mean, good pick. Thank I, you. I, yeah. I will. I will fit. Are they all half hours? 
they are all half hours. And in season, in episode four, you get a cameo uh, from John Mulaney huh. as okay. Henry David Thoreau, and it's just so amazing. It's wow. just it's just great. I. It's- so I learned the other night on uh, on Twitter that uh, fans of the show, whose number include Lin Manuel Miranda, my hero, mm-hmm. um, refer to themselves affectionately as dickheads. So <laughs> I guess I am one. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, <laughs> Karen, thank you so much. Great pick. Thank I will you. be finishing the rest of this. I am actually going to, I feel, and didn't get the chance to sit down and watch it with me. So I'm going to let her catch up and then we will just power through this because I know she'll enjoy it as well. So, all right, good, good, good. Let's take a quick break. And uh, when we get back, we got some news to talk about. Stay tuned. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Hey guys, Vestlord Dean DeFalco here to tell you that we have a Twitch. Uh, yeah, Geekade has a Twitch, and we are streaming at least once a week. Uh, every Thursday, we are on from 6 to 11. That's five solid hours of me failing at whatever game is uh, going on that week. You want to see me cry? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me achieve a massive victory? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me eat food? Muckbane right there. Twitch.tv slash Geekade. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We got emoticons. uh, We got sub badges. We got all sorts of stuff going on over there. And if you just want to pop in, say hi, give us a follow. You know, we really do appreciate it. Trying to uh, spread the love, trying to spread Vestlor Global to a house near you, maybe even your house. So, guys, pop in, say hello, and we'll catch you next time on twitch.tv slash geekade. See you then, guys. Stay Vestly, keep playing games. Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out the commercials. Let's talk some news. First up from Polygon.com. This is in reference to a a news story that we spoke about last week where uh, Disney Plus Dundit messed up the Simpsons episodes by 
showing them in widescreen and doing the chopping off of the top and the bottom or whatnot to make it widescreen. Forced widescreen. Forced. Don't, not- don't you dare besmirch the name of widescreen by calling what they did widescreen. <laughs> what they did to The Simpsons. How dare they? How Goodness. dare they? So apparently, this has happened a couple of times before when FFFFXXXXX started streaming them. Um, they did the forced widescreen and then everybody went apeshit about it and then they, they fixed it. Um, and then there was a, there, I'm trying to find the name of it. There's like a Simpsons channel somewhere. Simpsons. Okay. So, uh, Eric, okay. Even when the company later launched Simpsons world, the website that had been the exclusive streaming home of the Simpsons until now, it only offered 16 by nine conversion. Then later on, they gave you the option. So oopsie twice, Disney, then oopsie again. And then they said, all right, we hear you. We're going to fix it by the beginning of next year. So, by the beginning of 2020, you will have the option to watch the way it's supposed to be watched or watch it the crappy way. So, Which I don't even understand why the crappy way is an option. I just don't understand it. Like, we're, well, at a, we're not at the point where that's... The, I remember when screen, you know, TV screens first went to widescreen, and that was, like, that was a big deal. People were just like, oh, well, it's not filling up the whole screen. They cut off the sides. And it was like... No, they didn't cut off the sides, you idiot. That's just what it was filmed. That's the way it was filmed because that's the way your old TV was shaped. But <laughs> we're so far past that now. Yeah. The the minority of people that are that are looking at that thinking that they cut off the sides of the screen, it has got to be such a smaller audience. And it has to just be so much easier to say, nope, we're not going to bother including a ton of different options. Let's just put it in the original one, do less work, and call it a freaking day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is... a. a, a from Disney, we presented The Simpsons in ni- uh, 16 by 9 aspect ratio at launch in order to guarantee visual quality and consistency across all 30 seasons. The statement also reads, over time, Disney Plus will roll out new features and additional viewing options. As part of this, in early 2020, Disney Plus will make the first 19 seasons and some episodes from season 20 of The Simpsons available in their original 4 by 3 aspect ratio, giving subscribers a choice of how they prefer to view the popular series. Translation, holy shit, we didn't realize how mad you nerds would be. <laughs> and really, how did they not realize how mad the nerds would be? They They're spent Disney. a crap ton they of money on Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> there is Oof. no bottom for how angry nerds can be, especially over stuff that doesn't, especially stuff that does matter, let alone the stuff that doesn't. I mean, for Christ's sake. <laughs> uh, so... You'll you'll get all the visual gags by the beginning of next year. And if you haven't seen them already, come on. The show's been well, up for 30 years. Let's not let's not go let's not go that route. I mean, there's a lot of people that are being introduced to the older seasons of the Simpsons. Yeah, they just weren't alive yet. Exactly. So, do they have the Tracy Ullman episodes on there? I doubt it. They're not really I don't think they're considered part of the series. Are they, the are they series. Simpsons canon? <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're part of Simpsons canon. I think they're they're <laughs> like the KTMA episodes of Mr. Science Theater. They're like 
they're the same show, but that's like the prototype of the show. And it visually looks like it. Ugh. Yeah, looks like a totally different animal. Yeah, I want to complain about what something looks like. <laughs> All right, moving on. Hollywood Reporter, Netflix, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> Nickelodeon and Netflix team for original animated features, TV, original animated features, TV series. This uh, this is like a pretty sweet deal. As uh, part if I'm of understanding multi- it right, uh, Viacom owned cable. All right, so they are joining forces to create more animated kids content, basically. Which Didn't... makes me think: one, Nickelodeon isn't going to jump in the whole "here's our exclusive streaming service" yeah. thing, and two, like, all right, well, we're losing all the Disney stuff, but this this gives us Nicktoons, which mm-hmm. are as beloved as like Disney afternoon stuff is. Yeah, it's true. Uh, they just Netflix we took this was this year that they opened up their own art house, right? Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, there there's this is a good play. It is. Good. I mean, the Nickelodeon's got some pretty serious properties including like Ninja Turtles and stuff. So, mm-hmm. there's a there's a lot of potential here for this oh, to go man. very Oh man, does this well. mean we could get like a good current Ninja Turtle show for the kids? That would be pretty cool. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm totally fine with uh you know sticking with the um like 2012 turtles is good. I'm not I'm not arguing against 2012 tur- turtles. <laughs> we all but know at what the you're same talking time. About. It's, it's <laughs> I mean, slightly dated and who doesn't want 2012 turtles? Right? Uh, yeah, I do. Especially if they're ninjas. Oh, <laughs> well, hmm, interesting. So, but you've really got to expand your pizza budget, though. Indeed. <laughs> I kind of I'm I'm hoping that this also includes uh, some back catalog streaming um, because I want to see that those classic Nicktoons shows like you know Rugrats, Doug, Ren and Stimpy, mm-hmm. or even some of the other Nickelodeon content like Adventures of Pete and Pete. Yeah, like freaking I see SpongeBob that. for crying out loud! Exactly, we were trying to introduce the kids to SpongeBob. Is it Airbender like, also, or is that? Adult? Yeah, that's Nickelodeon. That's Nickelodeon, right? Yeah, that's like 100 Nickelodeon. Last Airbender, Legend of Korra, like that stuff is it's very inconsistent on where you can stream it, and uh, it would be nice to have that all show up and just be like, ah, well, Netflix is the home of this stuff now, and uh, that would be that would be pretty tremendous. I mean, especially with like you mentioned with Airbender, with the live action one that they teamed up with Netflix for that's apparently coming out, like. Yeah, get the original one on there too. Get the the new the fancy HD remasters streaming on Netflix. Let's make that stuff happen, huh? Uh, that's that, that's, see, the, that's the God, one that thing I'm so I'm much pleased so much about. Value. All of this, all of these streaming platforms that when the stuff shows up from our past remastered. Okay, I don't want to like. Is does remastering count like the crap that they did with Job of the Hut and whatnot? Or is that reimagining? That's re. Hmm. When they're prettier, I like that. I yeah, like I mean, we watched. Cleaner. <laughs> what is it? We we booted up uh, Empire Strikes Back, and holy crow! I haven't yeah. seen that in like 4K HD before. And it looked oh great. man! I was like, who are these people? Like they're too like clean and modern. <laughs> yeah, like they, those those things look great. I can't wait. I mean, I have Rocketeer on Blu-ray, but I. <laughs> I'll watch yeah. that again on Disney Plus. I I booted up Tron. It still looks like Tron, but 
There really is <laughs> no cleaning like that up un- un- unless you really go in there and attack the uh, visual effects to begin with. But still, it's a uh, it's it's Tron. It looks great. It's yeah. uh, it looks as good as it ever could. And I mean, I haven't really de- I haven't dove into Ducktales, uh, original Ducktales or Darkwing Duck or Gargoyles. I I don't know what those look like uh, on the service yet, and I'm kind of ashamed uh, that I haven't dove into that yet because I should. I mean, it's so. So let's let's just put it out there. We are, our both of our households are now watching Disney Plus in some way, shape, or form. Um, and my first go to was the full line of the shorts. Like they have, you know, I, I don't know, call what like the avenues in their in their menu system, where it's just all of their shorts. And Forky has a question is one of my favorite things that I've seen because. <laughs> That character is hysterical. <laughs> I haven't seen we Toy have Story not, 4 Yeah, yet, we have so. not made it there. You don't even have to watch Toy Story because they fully explain the existence of Forky and why he has a question because he's only been alive for about three minutes and he's got some questions. <laughs> the first thing that we checked out on Disney Plus, I would have you know, sworn it would have been the Mandalorian, but we haven't gotten there yet. But um, Neither have I. We surprised. ended up just... Um, we were watching with the kids, and you know, Chris asked what character they wanted to see, and they said Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> well, to, to 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 point how we got there, the first thing I went to was the '90s X-Men. I wanted to see the, uh, I wanted to see the intro. So we watched. Have, I have watched you seen the all 90s. the memes? No. <laughs> There's a bunch of memes going out that if if you click on the skip intro for the '90s X-Men cartoon, your your subscription should be automatically canceled. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, so yeah, so I went to that, so, and they saw Spider-Man, and they were like, "I want to see Spider-Man." Continue. So then we fired up the uh, airport scene from uh, Civil War, which they had never seen before. Ooh. Um. And it was just a moment of pure parental joy when our six-year-old was watching, and all of a sudden, Ant-Man's like, if I tear myself in half, don't come back for me, and it gets huge. And John just sat all the way up, like, holy shit. It was, it was, such, a, it was such a moment of pure imagination and glee. Uh, that is, and then he was asking questions about superheroes afterwards, and I'm like, bud... I, it, in a in a year or two, you're going to be old enough for this. I don't think he's quite ready for the MCU yet, but uh, he's Oi. getting there. Yeah, Oi. and then oh, you just uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> then, unfortunately, on the other side of that coin, we then wanted to show them Captain Marvel, and uh, the part that we showed them include included the Flurkin reveal. <laughs> now and, they hate cats. <laughs> Uh, well, our daughter was too afraid to take a nap. She was thought a flurkin was going to get her. Aww. And I was trying to explain that you know the flurkin was 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 good, and uh, she didn't she didn't buy it. She was having none it, of Dad. it. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't buying it. Not for a second. You can't fool me. <laughs> but yeah, that's a uh, and then you know Empire Strikes Back was a whole other can of can of beans. But you know whatever. Uh, regardless, I I have some issues with Disney Plus. And their uh, interface is not great. Their interface isn't great. I don't know what it is. What it is with their voice recognition? Because I thought that was all just run through the Apple TV, but apparently it's not because Disney Plus like doesn't recognize anything. Really? And like I, I can, vo- I can talk. You know, voice, you know, voice, lo- voice talk 
Gerb, words are good, into um, the microphone for pretty much any app on the Apple TV, and it works fine, you know? Mm-hmm. Find, you know, find me Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. or something, and I'll say, find me Ninja Turtles. But I'm like, okay, find Tron, and it's like, Doctor. Wait, what? How did you get Doctor from Tron? It, it's and, it, and that's the only example I can think of, but it happened to me every time I've tried to just do a voice search for something. And it's just not very intuitive to get around in. It's, I want to search for something. Okay, but you have to, well, in order to search, you have to leave this screen, this screen, and then bring up this side menu and scroll up to the top. But you can't just search from here. It doesn't have all the Marvel movies on it, which I was surprised. Um, Incredible really? Hulk is missing. Uh, at least if it, if it isn't Wait. missing, I couldn't find it, but oh, Incredible, Incredible Hulk, Hulk. isn't okay. on there. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't see Incredible Hulk, and I think... Um, Jeez, I think something else that's still on Netflix isn't up there yet. I think Ant Man Ant Man and Wasp isn't there yet. Mm, okay, yeah, I, I knew there was like one or two of them missing. So you can't just you can't plow through the whole MCU. You could watch Inhumans. I saw that come up as a suggestion. I couldn't say no to that fast enough. But, uh, <laughs> but Agent Carter's on there, and that's pretty cool. So I didn't see it. Shield on there. I didn't see Shield, and you know what? Really, I, what really bugged me? I didn't see Spectacular Spider-Man. That's what I was looking for. The before I went to the airport scene, I was like, okay, we're bringing up Spectacular Spider-Man because I think that's the best animated Spider-Man series, and it, I, I don't, it's not on there. There was, a, I see, I, I did a quick scroll and I saw a lot of the animated. I didn't note which ones. I was like, oh look, these are all available, kind of thing. I think and like Ultimate Spider-Man's on. on there. Pretty much everything but uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, which come on, man. What the hell? Like I know like I know I'm I know Sony was in, was seriously involved in that one because that was um that's why it got canceled was right. because there was the, was the Spider-Man the some sort of deal the Marvel Disney deal or something like okay, well this isn't a thing anymore, so we're canceling this and turning it into Ultimate Spider-Man, which I, you know, irrationally dislike because it's not spectacular spider-man which was great um but yeah i was just really hoping okay cool well i can finally watch spectacular spider-man again in very good quality and uh it's just not there and that pissed me off oh i'm sorry but you can watch that really old version of the hulk (laughs) sure can (laughs) i find the most glaring omission to be the fact that it does not come preloaded with frozen 2 because let me tell you about the longest period of my life. It's going to be the period of time from the moment my kids finish watching Frozen 2 in the theater to the moment that it appears on Disney+. Plus. That's going to be the longest, longest span of my life. Uh, well, so far, so good, I guess. There's yeah, things to be not, fixed. Yeah, it's not flawless, but it's a, it is a, a nice service. Mm-hmm. There you go. You have it right here from TWIP. All right, let's let's move on. These, there's a couple of stories in our feed this week that kind of surprised me. Uh, from TVLine.com, The Witcher scores early season two renewal at Netflix. Season one hasn't debuted yet, so okay. Just let you know. They're just all in. They're We're, just confident. They like season one enough to do that. So Are they confident or are they trying to keep you at Netflix? Well, I don't think that they have anything. I don't think they're going to keep anybody at Netflix by renewing a show that sucks. <laughs> well, That's also true. I feel like it's that meme from uh, Emperor's New Groove. Both is good. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to keep us, and they're very confident. That is totally Road to El Dorado. <laughs> I don't know what it is because I've never seen it. 
I've never seen Road to, Road to El Dorado, and I know that's a huge gap in my movie viewing history, but I freaking loved Ember's New Groove. That movie is great. <laughs> squeak, squeak, squeaker, squeak, squeak, squeaker, squeak. I still okay, do that so... occasionally at work. <laughs> I keep meaning to show that one to the kids, because I'm sure John would get a kick out of it, because it's just the right level of irreverent. <laughs> Which movie is Cusco in? That's Ember's New Groove. Okay, thank you. Yes. Because I see a lot of people cross-stitching that pattern with Cusco's Poison. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Deadline.com brings us Ricky Gervais' back as Golden Globes host for the fifth and very last time. Uh, This seems like a really bad idea. Doesn't this keep going over incredibly poorly for him and for audiences and for Earth? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't tell, like... That there, there was there. There is a, a an image in our feed. And I don't know what it is because it didn't pop up. You, uh, I think Karen posted a, a gif, and I don't. I don't watch the Golden Globes. I never heard a positive thing. Like, wow, that looked good job, Ricky. I didn't. So. Why I would, think the why first he do- time he hosted, people were like, "Wow, this is this was a this was a bold choice," and you know, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't outright like this was awful. It was like this was a really bold and interesting way of hosting this show. And then every time after that's been like, like I guess his entire career, where people are just like, "Could you just not be a shithead for five minutes?" And he's just like, "No, nope, fuck nope. you." <laughs> Uh, I, we, they are expecting I, the unexpected, and that's not possible. <laughs> I hate that phrase. I hate that Except phrase so the much. the only time that phrase made sense was when Batman said it about the Joker. <laughs> he was telling Superman, expect the unexpected, and Superman's looking at him like, I don't know what that means. It makes no sense. And then the Joker shows up. He's like, okay, uh, yeah, that, all right, that, yeah, that uh, checks out. That's that literally the only way to prepare for this clown. That lines up, yeah. So... Yeah. Okay. I so don't think. I just think this is such a bad idea. And didn't we like just get over the one where they were, where there just wasn't a host? What show was that? This. Uh, I didn't think they it was. Do this? No, it was the Emmys. Uh, and like, didn't Emmys that go really them. well with the no host thing? It no, got nobody over. had anything to complain about. It got over quickly. It still kind of was stupid, but it got over on time. I mean, I think that's just the nature of award shows. Oi. So yeah, um, January fifth. That's when that's supposed to happen. Keep an eye out for that. We'll hear. I'll all be on Twitter. <laughs> this kind I of just surprise can't fucking me. help myself. <laughs> TVLine.com. Days of our lives. Entire cast released from contract. Is the end nigh? Um, I wish I. How many seasons is Days of Our Lives? on like 470 or something <laughs> i was going to say like 56 and that's a realistic guess it's, yeah, I, it, I do think it's somewhere on that says i'm pretty sure it said somewhere in the article i i that that uh doesn't matter i i it's, it's a shockingly long time they're letting everybody out and apparently they have eight months of episodes in the can so if they if nobody comes back the stories could continue till mid next year, and then they can introduce a whole new cast, or the cast that is currently there can come back at reduced rates. Like that's the that's the plan, allegedly. I've never watched a single episode, so 
I don't know. The only thing I know about like soaps is that they tend to be like a cushy acting gig. Like if you want to be an actor, but you really just like want to have a comfortable life and like an easy lifestyle and you don't care about being that famous or like working on stuff that that's that's that good you just want to make a living as an actor mm-hmm. soap's a pretty good way to do that and this yeah. sounds like it's not going to be that's not going to be the case anymore because like not that many people watch soaps anymore so right yeah that, that, they're, they're not they're not making the money that yeah, well, I mean, they're not getting, uh, you know, they're, they're not, not getting really the ad revenue to a new audience, so they're right. not getting any ad revenue. Like, they're they're daytime television, and that's for rich people, and that's not young people. Nope, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Like, maybe they'll go away. Maybe they won't. We don't know. Some of us don't care either. I don't. Yeah, I mean it's it's an it's a TV institution, but it's like I don't know. It's one that I could, if it goes away, it goes away. It's not going to affect won't even my notice. life. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I won't notice, right? My mom watches. Which one does she watch? I have no idea. I feel like my mom's a general hospital person, but <laughs> is that still on? Also, as the Probably. stomach. There churns. are there are definitely fewer of them there than there used to be. Yeah. And like my feeling about this is it's not like we're bitching that we're not watching black and white TV anymore. Like if this goes away, we're not going to bitch about it. Right. Yeah, right. it's it's it is essentially effectively an, an antiquated way of <clears throat> you know shooting television of you know putting storytelling it also. Yeah, it's it's yeah. There's there's better things out there. <clears throat> not disparaging so, people who dig soap operas. Not at all. Bless your hearts. You want to like soap operas? Like I live them. in the South. I know what that means. Yeah, I mean, you can like as many <laughs> soap operas as you want. That's that's perfectly fine. I mean, I'm talking about Star Wars cartoons. You know, I'm not here to judge. <laughs> all <laughs> right, HollywoodReporter.com brings us... Oh, wait, is it that time of the year again? Friends reunion special in the works at HBO Max. Don't we talk about the Friends reunion every year? feel like that's a thing um well this year is the 25th anniversary right of so something is possible reunion there was the a- other the other thing that makes me buy this a little bit more than anything else is that now it's at hbo max right. and that's a whole new bucket of money and it's pretty fucking deep yes yes it is the the last time they did a pseudo reunion was for that um it was a special for like one of the creators. Yeah, that was not really a reunion episode or anything. That was just right. No, like but like a, all of them showed a bunch of them showed up to talk about this person. I can't even remember who it was, but they are apparently. I think it was James L. Brooks. Okay, they're working out the that. details, um, and nobody has commented. So. <laughs> <laughs> But HBO Max is willing to throw as many dollars as possible at it. Yeah. Get that streaming service rolling fast. So People like that show, man. Yes. I yes, like that show, but, you know. This, okay, so this is the story. All right, you're next up. Where does where this one from? Superherohype.com. Um, Russo Brothers line up uh, Marvel DC documentary show for Queeby. Yeah, what? <laughs> now, first thing I did was Google search Google Queeby. Queeby. What the hell is that? That Did you is get an answer? Because mobile... I didn't really understand it. It is a mobile streaming service. 
So apparently there is like content that you can only watch on your phone. Ish. I I don't know. I'm interested to see it. I'd like to see it's a documentary about the Marvel versus DC. I'm into that. Yeah. But creepy? It's no I, Yahoo screen. <laughs> is it though? Is it not? You would think that in, you know, like in this article, there's probably like 900 hot links to other things. And one of them should be Queeby. Just so that I know what that is. But yeah, like, uh, I've never even heard of this service before. And we host a TV show podcast where we actively seek out news about streaming services and TV. Mm-hmm. Never even seen it mentioned until now. I feel like I've heard of it, but not. Okay. Queeby, I'm assuming Queeby, I could be wrong, is an up-and-coming short American short-form mobile video platform headquartered in Los Angeles, California. Um, It was founded in 2018 by Jeffrey Katzenberg and scheduled to launch on April 6th, 2020. So it's not even out yet. But if it went out... If and when it does exist, this Marvel versus DV- DC thing will be on it. Yeah, yeah, it's a documentary. I uh, it the by the looks of it, it's interviews and you know anecdotes about the two bigs, how they battled each other, how they worked together. I mean, the story is old as time, so I'm interested to see it, and I will have to try to find Queeby when it comes out. I mean, I haven't read JLA Avengers in a long time, but I remember really thinking that was awesome. <laughs> True. Um, interesting. Hold. Are you there? We're no. here. Okay, because everything just went dark. Hold on. I can hear you now. <clears throat> I have to note that. So, um, I didn't. You. I haven't heard. And then you said JLA, so I didn't hear what you said after that. Oh, I haven't read JLA Avengers in, in a long time. Okay. And I I thought that was awesome. I loved that book. Yeah. Yeah. It it was. It was fun. Something that you never thought you would see, but that you did. Yeah, man. And it was, like, great. I loved all the pairings. They were like, yeah, Namor versus Aquaman, naturally. But then they were like, you know, was it Storm versus Wonder Woman and stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, it was My just really favorite smart. was the Amalgam series. Oh, I love seeing that stuff. Dark Claw. Ah. Dark Claw. Come on. (laughs) It's Batman and Wolverine and the same dude. It's good. I don't know. Some of the Amalgam stuff was was really interesting, but like... Captain Super or Super America? (laughs) I don't know what it was. Yeah, there was was some weird stuff in there. It didn't really... It was super interesting to see, but I'm glad they were mostly like one shots. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's not a sustainable thing, so... All right, uh, dailymail.co.uk, Disney Plus hits 10 million subscribers one day after the streaming service launched, sending shares soaring in spite of technical glitches at rollout. Yeah, in case you were curious why it kept crashing when you were trying to get it to work. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know, man. I didn't feel... I didn't feel all that surprised that the entire thing didn't go 100% flawlessly. Like, yes, it's Disney. Yes, they have all the money. But there is only, there is a finite amount of internet bandwidth in existence, yeah. you know? And, like, this this service had so much freaking hype behind it. Mm-hmm. So, 
the stock rose like six to eight dollars, which is ridiculous. Um, and I'm trying. They, they, I could have sworn that they they didn't. The Ten million subscribers. They didn't say whether they were the paid subscribers, the free subscribers via the the introductory free or the Verizon free, because Verizon was giving out free subscriptions. But still, ten million people or ten million logins is it's a hefty number. Um, by comparison, Netflix has. 158 million subscribers and that one launched in 2007 so in 12 years it's you know like that's that's a hefty number that's a very hefty number um yeah but it ain't disney it ain't disney and i felt like disney was saying like yeah by april we'll have like 60 so i could have sworn they said that in here somewhere like wow that okay if anybody could do it, it's them. Yeah. Uh, in the, the in April, time, the company said know. it plans to reach 60 million to 90 million plus, uh, Disney Plus subscribers globally. I mean, I hear them loud and clear, but at the same time, there is no denying the streaming service fatigue that mm-hmm. is a coming. And if there's any company out there that is very susceptible to, you know, not really. N- not really planning ahead for fatigue. It's Disney again. Not to, not to harp on Star Wars, but they paid a buttload of money for Star Wars. Then they annualized Star Wars. Then people stopped going to see Star Wars when Solo came out because people don't actually want new Star Wars movies every year. <laughs> it's have they broken? So, is it now like what one every two years? Is that what they're doing now? I don't know what the exact plan is at this point. I think all the the stuff that they had benchmarked for movie releases was all uh, more or less tabled for now. Gotcha. But like the TV series thing, you know, you're right on the money with that. People will eat up some TV series on Star Wars content, but like, you know, man, if Solo was like a TV series with a better character cast, I'm sorry, I'm harping on Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Just another week where Chris points out that there's Star Wars fatigue is a thing that exists. It sure is. Our audience knows what to expect, dear. Don't worry. (laughs) All right. Um, I like Star Wars. Did you know that? What? (laughs) What? And in case you want to hear Chris talk about Star Wars a lot more, please check out the Star Wars Revisited series on geekhead.com. Yes. Thank you very much for plugging that. I was going to try to plug that at the end of the show anyway. I'm having a ton of fun, and I had like a, I had a very amusing conversation with somebody today who was trying trying to convince me, well, not even convince me, just trying to exist on the same planet where you could say that Attack of the Clones was better than The Last Jedi, or better than just about anything that's ever happened. <laughs> oh, fun. Attack of the Clones is an awful movie. Top to bottom. All right. With that... Hard-hitting news. Uh, Tor.com brings us the new Star Trek TV shows are hiring paid interns for the job of a lifetime. So apparently they're reaching out to college students for a paid internship to for their series of new television shows coming up. And these people will be behind the scenes for every nook and cranny of the making of and whatnot of these shows so it's like 
a, a Trekkie's dream, really. Mm-hmm. It's it's what are they calling it? Uh, Star Trek Command Training Program. Aw, that's cute. I have I, no interest. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, it's the the training program will begin the the for submissions to this training program. It, the submissions started on the 14th, and they will go until the 21st of January. You must be 18 years or older to apply. Final selection will be an active the, college and, student. Yeah. Yeah, they they were all, you know, and that was the thing about this article. They they were talking about how they're all inclusive and that's what Star Trek is all about and so on and so forth. And now anybody is eligible. And in my brain, I'm like, yeah, as long as they're either in college or have gone to college in some way, shape or form. Yeah, that's not that that's not everybody. But OK, that's not all inclusive. Well, <laughs> well uh, it's, it's, it's not it's, all inclusive. It's, I, I, it's not all inclusive, <laughs> but, you know, but it is an internship and those are generally for college students. Yeah. And, you well, know, it's not like it, everybody could just join the crew of the Enterprise. Yeah. had to go to Starfleet Academy, you know. <laughs> Well, this it is, checks this, out. This. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll allow it. <laughs> it checks out. Uh, another another bit of <laughs> happy news. Uh, TVLive.com, Brooklyn Nine-Nine snags very early season eight renewal at a- NBC. Uh, Two years ago, this show was canceled on yeah. Fox. Yes, See it that was. To, and to Fox, I say... Aha, uh-huh, fuckers! <laughs> I mean, well, that that's, was such an interesting story because, like, a success to ABC is, like, kind of a failure to Fox. Like, it's not like the ratings are so much better on NBC. It's that NBC's, like, standard for what a smashing success is is so much lower than Fox because yes. NBC's viewership is so much smaller than Fox because NBC occasionally makes TV shows not aimed at idiots. <laughs> Uh, so the season seven premiere is February sixth. <laughs> season eight will come after that. Whatever. Um. So yeah, that's another. That was that's two early, early, early renewals. Good for them. By nine. Uh, good for them. Hollywood there Reporter. Should be, there should be another early renewal in the uh, news feed. News feed as well. There's, yeah, there's one more in here somewhere. Uh, Hollywood reporter Gary Oldman to star in espionage drama, espionage drama series for Apple. I know that's not what you meant, but it sounded like you were saying that Gary Oldman is a Hollywood reporter. <laughs> no. So, um, I've never heard of this series or this book or whatnot. Slow Horses? Is based on Mix Heron's book series. Anybody? I've not heard of it. No. Nope, okay. news to me. But it's got Gary Oldman. It's got in Gary it, so Oldman. It's either it's awesome a- or weird or some combination of the two. There it is. That's the truth. So yeah, you can check that out on Apple TV. I don't or Apple. What's it called? Apple Plus? Is that? I don't know. Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus. Yeah, their streaming service. Doesn't seem like that one's going all that great. I've, this is the th- so C morning show, and now this is the th- the third thing of note. Well, and Dickinson and Dickinson. 
Oh, Dick, that's right. Dickinson. I, did, I forgot that Dickinson. Yeah. So every, I don't know how much. Well, I guess that's why it's $5 a month. It's true. I, it's it's got to take a, a few more. Like, and it says, uh, Cluttered Landscape Project. Oh, so that's Netflix. It's, it's I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna take a couple of months before it all shakes out onto who has what because a lot of these services are touting what they will have as opposed to what they have. You know, like you want me to sign up for it now in the hopes of getting Witcher or you know this Gary Oldman joint. Well, Witcher's Netflix. Right, no. You want me to sign up for Netflix because you have? I will now have another two, se- or I have two seasons of Witcher, or I will choose this because Gary Oldman show, or I will choose Disney because of upcoming this, or you know what I'm? It's I don't or know. I choose you, Pikachu. Aha! Uh-huh. I don't know. It's too many options, and I'm already getting fatigued. Oh, okay. Here's we're okay. old and tired. Yeah, Deadline.com. Legendary Signs rights deal with Frank Miller for Sin City TV series. Robert Rodriguez in talks. So, okay. Okay. I like... <laughs> you know, I know this, how is how I felt, this is how I felt about that Watchmen TV series, and that turns out to be great. So what do I know? But, I don't know, Sin, Sin City seems like the kind of thing that worked... As a I mean, movie, I, I don't know if as it's a movie, work I as didn't, a TV show. I didn't really love the comic that it was based on. It didn't really do anything for me. It wasn't bad, but I remember almost nothing about it. And like the movie was super cool because of the way it looked. You know, the visual like it, aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. You you take that away, and it's like I mean, honestly, you what was it? Ebert when when Ebert reviewed the movie back, way back when he said like this is one of those rare movies that you could watch on mute and get just as much out of it. And I felt exactly the same way. Like, yeah, you could watch this movie with zero of the dialogue and you would get just as much out of it because it's just all about, it's just visual poetry. And um, I don't know. And I'm not sure what kind of substance they're going to be adding to this TV series because didn't they, they made a sequel to this thing and it tanked. Yeah, it did. It did. Because like, Uh, okay, well. Dame to kill for. Yeah. we've, we've, We've seen that trick before and... It's like Zack Snyder's 300. Like, okay, the sucker punch wasn't great because well, we saw that trick in 300. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, keep an eye out for that. Um, this is the the other one from Superhero Hype. Um, Lord of the Rings, Amazon, right? Yeah, Amazon orders the Lord of the Rings season two, pre season one, so. Now that is a far bolder play because uh, that show is expensive. <laughs> yeah, it is, but it's also Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Safe like for if, if there's if there's a property that you can kind of you know put your money on, that's it. But at the same time, like they are, we, we've we've talked news stories about just how this show is just costing them. They are dumping so much money in it, which I mean, it's Amazon. That's like chump change. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, what, if anybody's what is got. Cash Je- in his pocket. It's Jeff, Jeff Bezos. fucking Bezos. Yeah, he makes like $14 billion a second or some crap like that. 
Like this, this, this guy could literally fix the world tomorrow. He has enough money to pay to fix every problem on the planet. And he's just like, well, I could also buy 36 more yachts and make sure that my great, 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 great grandchildren don't ever have to worry about money a day in their lives. So I think that's what I'm going to do instead. So... You just start diving into the endless pools of money that doesn't even exist on the physical plane anymore. Like, we're in metaphysical realm amounts of money. So, yeah, the amount of money they're dumping into Lord of the Rings isn't a truly big deal, but at the same time, like, I don't know, not everybody that works at Amazon is Jeff Bezos, so uh, there's probably a couple of uh, people that are looking like, yeah, that's kind of a risky prospect. We don't know, but... Maybe what they have so far of season one of Lord of the Rings is is something that they're that confident in. And I'm going to choose to believe that that's the situation. I, I'm hoping that as well, because they know what they have. And I would assume that if they didn't like it, they wouldn't push for a second season. So <sighs> I also feel like it's a good time because uh, the, no Lord that's of the Rings? a property that's been fallow for a little while. Yeah. And it's a, been a allowed to rest long enough that I think people are like, yeah. Yeah, I think people I, have gotten over The Hobbit. I'd like some well, more yeah. Lord of the Rings. That yeah. sounds like good. And, sounds like a good time. And at the same time, there's no Game of Thrones running, and like that, that fantasy aspect is kind of slowed a bit so yeah you know that hole's gonna get filled to an extent by the witcher but there isn't a direct analog to that particular high fantasy right. situation right now and lord of the rings is a humongous property and you're right it's been if you don't count the hobbit it's been quite a while since those uh original movies and uh yeah man it's about we're, we're about we're about ready <sighs> all right bbcnews.com <laughs> Alan Moore is bitching again. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Alan, Alan he, he's a crusty he's, old man. He's such shocker. a curmudgeon. Um, Watchman creator Alan Moore, modern superhero culture is embarrassing. So I, as part of that superhero culture, don't want to pay attention to this article because he's a douchebag that has made money off of that culture. How's that? <laughs> I mean, you know, he if it were up to him, he wouldn't, you know, nobody would ever touch Watchmen again and Yeah, and I'm sure he's cashing that fat check that he got for the TV show. I'm sure he is. He ain't spending <laughs> so, it on shaving gear, but yeah, or a haircut. Good goddamn. Well, yeah, you know, that's that's kind of the thing. Like he is he thinks that that story was it was perfect as is, and I couldn't disagree with him more. Yep. So <laughs> More. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> that was a stretch. So if you was want to read though? his... Was it really? His inane comments about how uh, the popularity... Uh, <laughs> the popularity of this genre among adults suggests a kind of deliberate, self-imposed state of emotional arrest. You can read this article. <sighs> Yeah, you know up. what? Peep, adults right now have a real real thing for fantasy. You know why? Because reality is horrible. Sucks. Reality <laughs> is horrible. And it's their fault that it's horrible. Yeah. So yeah, we like our superheroes. 
hopes for a Sign better Sign me the tomorrow. heck up. I like Star Wars. Did you know that? I Yes, I am aware. <laughs> Thank you. IndieWire.com. Emily Clark <clears throat> was told to get nude so Thrones fans wouldn't be disappointed. Now... God, this makes me annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Like, now she... Okay, so this, this article is about the how the nude scenes came about and how she is handling them now and yeah she is she's doing right by herself it's like no like no no if i don't feel that it's important to the story or so on and so forth no um the fans of the show should be fans of me and my acting not of just my tits well, it's uh, I, I listened to a chunk of the podcast because mm-hmm. I was like, really, this is this is a podcast that exists. All right. I'll give this I'll give this a listen. And um, it was I, I think it was less about this is what the fans expect that more and more about that was the line that she was fed. Mm-hmm. And also that Jason Momoa was like, no, this is not right. Get her a robe. Like, right. apparently he was like super good to her. Yeah. And like. Yeah, like I don't know. This, I've, uh, I've heard weird, conflicting things about this guy, and Amelia Clark's impressions of him is that he is just this strange, otherworldly, larger than life dude, and um, he has is apparently extremely kind and extremely about making sure people are respected the way they should be, and um, which is good. I, yeah, I, th- I thought that was pretty great. I, I, like I, I, I like. really liked that um, he went to bat for her during the show. Uh, and was just like, because she she talked about how when she got involved in the show, she was pretty much like fresh out of acting right. college or whatever, and she didn't know the difference. You know, she didn't know what she was supposed to be like or how things were supposed to be. She just agreed that you know if the director says this is what's necessary, then this is what's necessary. And then you know, he, Jason Momoa, in a rare instance of a white dude using his white privilege for good, was just like, that's bullshit. This is bullshit. Ted. Make the people around you do better. Yeah. And uh, fortunately, she did, except for the writers, because she got done yeah. dirty. <laughs> this unfortunately doesn't surprise me in the least. This is like, I've heard this from every woman I've ever encountered who's worked in any form of acting whatsoever. It's just so prevalent and it's so disgusting and hopefully things like this will make it come to an end but you know call me when it happens just ugh, i'm just tired sorry guys no you're you're not wrong it's gross and constantly gross and and i wish there were more than two of you in this world who like really thought that so so just so uh because you had made comment about it the full episode for their podcast is called Armchair Expert. Um, there is a link yeah, to it. Dak in- Shepard's friggin' podcast. It's like, okay, I'll listen to this guy for five minutes. Let's see what this is like. It was an interesting little podcast. And, you know, I think Amelia Clark is awesome. I'm mm-hmm. not ashamed to admit that I find her a, a very fascinating person. Yeah. It's okay. You, you can say she's hot. She's hot. She's that too. <laughs> okay. All right. So there you go. And I, I, I really root for her, too, because I feel like outside of Game of Thrones, everything she's tried to do is super cool and does very poorly. And like it just, what was that Terminator? It, what now? Right. Terminator? The Terminator Genesis movie that she was in. Like, it yeah. seemed like she was 
she was pretty well cast for that movie, but it didn't do very well. Yeah. And then she was in Solo, and like that's uh, true. Yeah, yeah. She well, was she was cool in that movie, and the there, one I don't redeeming hate that factor movie. of Solo for you. <laughs> Oh, God, everything several. goes back to Star Wars. God damn it! That's true. There were several <laughs> redeeming factors in that movie, but like seriously, that movie. She's like, okay, I'll be in a Star Wars movie. That won't take tank, and then it did. <laughs> uh, well, don't worry, she's in a rom com this Christmas. If there's anything that that oh, can damn. like be successful, it's that. that movie looks like such a turd. <laughs> you know, you you know who's gonna go see it fourteen times though. Yeah, I do. <laughs> no, exact, exact. Well, once it shows up on Hallmark, that's when she'll see it. Yeah, fifteen that's times. True. Oh man! All right, and finally from EW.com, this apparently was just for me. New Crisis on Infinite Earths photos reveal Kevin Conroy as Bruce Wayne. And that's not the part that was for you. What was that? What part was for me? Did I post the wrong one? Like. There was two shots in there. Oh, there's a couple of shots. There's 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 um Kevin Conroy, there is Smallville. That's the one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tom Tom Welling. Tom all, Welling. All like he's looking beefy, man. He's looking well, yeah, good. He was, he was in uh, Lucifer and he looked just like that except with a better haircut. This um, is annoying the shit out of me. It's not loading at all for me. It's like the story is about these pictures and I can't see the pictures. So it's it's Fuck. The Superman, um, Brandon Roth, and mm-hmm. the 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 Supergirl, Superman. <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. remember his name right now, but Roth looks good as he always looked good as as Christopher Reeves, super as Christopher Reeves Clark Kent. Like he has mm-hmm. that look about him, but then they show him as uh, Kingdom Come Superman, and like it looks like it looks like they're doing it justice, if you will. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's Iris, and then there's Iris and Lois. Yeah, but I saw that picture of Tom Welling. I was like, "Hey, there he is, Tom Welling." I'm so that makes me so happy. I love being all Superman. Yeah, if you want to make Evan happy, just send him send him pictures of Tom Welling doing anything. Send him pictures of Tom Welling making out with uh, Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Stop it! If you have to Photoshop them, that's acceptable. Stop it. <laughs> What's funny is what you can't hear is that on my Discord something beeped from another chat at that exact moment, and I'm afraid to click on the image. Except <laughs> that, that I can't been hear it because I'm in that same Discord chat. Okay. <sighs> All right, there it is. I'm super looking forward to this crisis event. I have fully caught up on everything as of right now, except for. Those friends from another time zone didn't give that a chance at all. I will watch. I will Arrow, Supergirl, Flash, Batwoman, which I'm enjoying. Um, so, man, you want to talk about a toxic fandom? <laughs> Have you seen what the yeah. internet, what the yes. loud, idiotic internet has to say about Batwoman? See, here's the thing. <clears throat> uh, in both Supergirl and in Batwoman, there are multiple scenes of lesbian interaction. There's lots of kissing and and because there's a couple of characters in those shows that are lesbians, which is fine. My problem is, looking at them, there is no chemistry between those two people. So, Mm. 
There was um, in Supergirl, the girl that she was dating, uh, Montoya, I think her name is. It was, oh, the uh, cop girl? Yeah. There was a chemistry between the two of them. She's not on the show anymore. And now she's dating Jimmy Olsen's sister. And every <laughs> time they kiss, it looks awkward. Like, <laughs> it looks like they're being forced to kiss. Now, in Batgirl, she seems. Batwoman. Batwoman, excuse me. In in Batwoman, she was pining over this girl that when they had their moment, like I was like, do you even want to be there? <laughs> like that just seems and I I feel like people are looking at that as bad portrayal of lesbianism where it's like, no, that's just bad portrayal of chemistry. Like those people don't have chemistry on screen. They, it shows oh, up. Yeah, no. Everything I'm seeing is like this show's so stupid. She's so she's so poorly written. Everything's poorly written. It's bad oh, it's a writing. CW it's like, no, show. it's not exactly. It's, <laughs> if poor writing was your problem, you wouldn't be watching this channel. Oh, and uh, you you just have a problem with women. Get over yourself. All right. Hey, Chris. Hey, tell me your feelings Evan. about Star Wars. I feel that you can get in touch with us at mail at starwars.com. Now, mail at geekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade or follow the show specifically at Twebcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I am at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. And uh, Karen, where can people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan, where can people find you? Geekade underscore Evan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. And uh, I, I know I know, I have a couple of things to plug, and I'm pretty sure you do too, Karen, right? Didn't you just update your, your store today? Yes, I did. Okay. What what is your store? Plug your wares because you're awesome. Oh no, I'm not prepared. Please oh, plug no. your own stuff first. Okay, I'll plug my nerd stuff first. Um, so we mentioned earlier in the show that I'm doing a whole Star Wars rewatch, and I'm doing it tying it into television. I'm doing a full Star Wars canon rewatch, as in I'm watching all the TV shows too. So. I am currently on Star Wars The Clone Wars. My first review of, of that goes up tomorrow, and I'll be reviewing every all six seasons of that as I get to them. So you can look forward to those on geekade.com over the next several weeks. Uh, not that long, because uh, I'm trying to get through all this before Rise of Skywalker, which I think I have 31 days left. So uh, we'll see how this all pans out. 31 how quickly days I can. How you know, 31 days of Star Wars, how, how well I can blow through all that. And uh, obviously uh, my continued uh, whoring out of my, uh, I have a YouTube channel about video game music. It's called Waveback Overplay. Uh, and right now I'm doing the Pokemon music. I'm combining the music from the Pokemon Let's Go's games for Switch with the original Pokemon Red and Blue for Game Boy. And it is fascinating. So just look up Waveback Overplay on YouTube and that's my shameless self-promotion. What about you, Evan? Do you have anything to shamelessly self-promote? Do you do things no. besides this show? No, <laughs> I do this. Uh, I, pr I produce SAG, which you also do. I do. And that's about it. I work okay. a lot, though. <laughs> you do. You do. You work hard. I work horrible hours as well, so... 
And, so Karen, and t- we talk love to us what about you your do. Awesome stuff. Oh, so you probably have heard me talk about my cross stitching that I do during the show. Um, I make lots of geeky items, um, bookmarks, and wall art and whatnot. Um, Harry Potter, Doctor Who, Marvel, all sorts of stuff. I uh, I just updated my Etsy shop. Uh, the holidays are coming, and Small Business Saturday is next Saturday. It's a good time to support independent makers and small businesses. Uh, so if you're interested in finding and buying any of that stuff, you can check it out on Etsy. Uh, it's etsy.com slash shop slash shoot the moon stitches. Or you can just go to Etsy and and search for search under shops for shoot the moon stitches and you'll find it. Uh, and that's all I have to plug. Cool. Back to you, Evan. Thank you, Chris. It's your turn this week, right? Yes. Crap. Is it my turn? Is yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I did not actually prepare anything. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. All right. So, got to go back to the list. Do you still have the list? I do still have the list, but we're in the middle of a couple of things that we haven't really talked oh. about on the show. And okay. I got to tell you, every fiber of my being wants to say, let's watch The Mandalorian. <laughs> Okay, because <laughs> I, I, I'm between that and Jack Ryan because I really want to talk about Jack Ryan too, and we'll probably finish that. But Mandalorian's a half an hour, and I, I was gonna say like, well, let's finish off the shows that we're ma- watching before we watch Mandalorian. But now there's like Mandalorian spoilers all over the internet because apparently there's something adorable in the show. So yeah, that's what I'm gonna. Th- that's what I'm gonna throw us at. I'm gonna do two Star Wars picks in a row. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's watch uh, season one, episode one of the Mandalorian. All right, there you go, people. There's your homework for the week. Mandalorian Season 1, Episode 1. I'm sure there's an episode title that we do not have prepared. Go check it out. So, that's it, people. Thank you so much for joining us this week. From all of us here, this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. I'm an embarrassment to our family. (laughs) Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.